0: Hi, welcome to another PAC Conversations. PAC stands for the Partnership of Asian American Churches in Texas. We are a fellowship of evangelical churches whose mission is to advance ministry among English-speaking Asians. Uh, The PAC Conversations, what this is, is essentially an opportunity for us to share the kind of conversations and dialogue that we as PAC pastors and ministers typically have whenever we fellowship and gather together And we just want to um, really bring you into the conversation um, and be able to share uh, together to hopefully encourage and to to build up our respective uh, congregations. So um, my name is Jason. I um, am Jason Tarn. I'm the English pastor over at Houston Chinese Church. And uh, it's my uh, joy to moderate uh, this conversation. Today we're gonna be talking about how uh, these brothers have identified and developed second generation leaders within their context. So second generation leaders referring to uh, the English speaking members within our churches, those who who grew up uh, with uh, first generation immigrant parents And uh, so those are the the people that we're particularly ministering to and how are we identifying and developing them as leaders within our congregations and within the church as a whole. So let me have uh, each of our panelists introduce themselves first, and then we'll get into our our, our discussion.
1: Uh, My name is Pete Chung. I am the English uh, minister, English pastor at Korean Central Presbyterian Church uh, on the corner of uh, six and 10. Uh, David Shu, senior pastor at West Houston Chinese Church, and Wei
2: Lim, uh, English pastor at KD Christian Community Church.
0: All right. Well, thanks, brothers, for being here. Uh, let me again pose the question to you: How have you, in your ministry experience, identified and developed second-generation leaders within your churches? Wei, can we start with you? Sure. So uh,
2: we basically the common phrase we've heard of fat and that is we look for people who are faithful uh, faithful in their commitment to the Lord and their commitment to to the church uh, available and then teachable I think it's it's important to have someone who has a, a a teachability a humility and so Uh, once we do that then we we invite them uh, into both service but also relationship and I think that's where we look at developing a a lot of developing is through cultivating the the caring and shepherding relationship and and that is uh, just caring for them their personal well-being their uh, spiritual life but also also their family life
0: Mm. so Thanks. Yeah. Any other
1: thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think um, once you've identified a certain character, I think we talk about character over even charisma or talent, I think is really important as uh, Wei said. Then I think we start to journey with them and, and shepherd them and, and relate to them and build these relationships. And then I think the thing that I found very helpful is uh, I think each particular context has a, a, a story, a vision, a path that they're trying to go. And I think what we try to do is invite our folks into living into that story and then incorporating how they've gotten there so you know what is your story at the the church like you know who is your family at the church and kind of how do you understand you know where the church is going and we found that once they really buy into I think what the church is about and what their hope and the vision and we kind of like you know kind of uh, bring those two together Uh, and then once that happens then what we find is they're committed to whatever God is doing within the church and so once that happens then you can really start to train them up in the different uh, you know characteristics and the different qualities of a leader Uh, but for us what we try to do is to as we long walk with them and journey with them. Then we get to know each other more. They get to understand what our church is about, where we've come. And then once kind of those stories coalesce and kind of become one, then we found that just journeying through them is much easier uh, than just saying, hey, this is what we need. We need you in this role or we need a leader for this role more so. This is who you are at our church. And as they grow and as the church grows, then they've kind of almost morphed in from one one mode to one role to another as they just kind of see the need and the fit. Uh, And so for that, for us, it's really kind of this like familial journey of just growing up together. And me, I started as a youth pastor eight and a half years ago. And so a lot of these folks that we've developed uh, started out as you know, junior high, senior high students, and as we've grown up together, and as their stories have developed, I think they've bought into the vision and the hope of what God is doing at our church, and we found that to be a really good baseline. Uh, but you know, underneath all of that, as Wei said, is this humility, is this availability, teachability, uh, faithfulness that you have to have. And once you identify that, then I think uh, you know, journeying with them in that story, I think is super important for us. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, <clears throat> you know, I think a lot of what we
3: have seen and you know, observed. learn similar to what these guys are talking about you know looking at some of the qualities you know i particularly as i get to know some of the people watching how they're serving current places or uh, watching the way uh, their families interact or through conversation get a a better feel for um, how how their spiritual life is uh, i like to call people out inviting them and i I see that as a biblical pattern Mm. of of jesus inviting people into discipleship uh, and I realized sometimes that you need to call people maybe more than once <clears throat> to, uh, uh, I think earlier on, I probably do it in a more old school way trying to talk about needs. I think mm. now I'm kind of more up to time am recognizing that uh, needs is only a part of the picture. You know, mm-hmm. We want to understand the strength of uh, where the person is and inviting them into a journey uh, that the serving is really part of a, a process, that, that, they, are, uh, that they, they are actually the real product. The ministries reflect the process when the mm. growth so I want to call them out. We also experience um, something that maybe we don't talk too often in this kind of a, a situation, would be how God forces people out. Mm. And I've experienced that, um, you know, when we very early on in our ministry, when I was doing uh, youth ministry, we had very little help and uh, just kind of uh, crying out to God. Uh, or later on, when we uh, planned out one of our, our English church, uh, English, uh, Access Church. Um, we send out so many leaders we were just saying, man we we didn't know what to do and that circumstances force our people that I think otherwise probably would just be very comfortable where they were at church mm-hmm. but that circumstances God used <clears throat> to force a generation of leaders that into uh, growing this <laughs> maturing right but then last but not least I feel like uh, for in my own life uh, praying these leaders out mm-hmm. has been a big mm-hmm. thing for me. And early on, we talked yeah. about that. Uh, and one of my favorite things has been uh, I love uh, First Chronicles chapter 12. I love First Chronicles mm-hmm. into just its, its aspect of leadership. But First Chronicles 12, I found that just so many different parts um, that serve as kind of a template and inspiration for me to pray for the Lord to uh, raise up an army. Uh, so, you know, passage talk about how, how day after day uh, Got men came uh, to David to help David, and became kind of the army of God. And I just remember those early days of ministry as a prayer that we, I, I need help. I I I'm not adequate. I need gifted men and women to come alongside of uh, me, and ask the Lord to to send help to me. And I find that those prayers have been, um, the Lord's been most gracious. Here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to pick up on what you two guys have shared, and that is is uh, part of development, I think, and, and sometimes what we neglect is an outward focus in our church. We tend to get more inward focused, and I think it, critical is, is having that outward focus, and so uh, Rick Warren... Who's the the master? Uh, you know, uh, purpose-driven church has really put an emphasis on reaching the uh, unchurched, and so it is part of taking the story that each person has. and And I really appreciate the prayer because that's I think that's a neglected part of developing yeah. and identifying leaders. But I think another uh, potentially neglected part is is keeping the vision, developing them with the vision of of the Lord Jesus, actually, and really all of our church that we're trying to reach the, the unchurched. And so keeping that as part of the development and, and, and plugging them in at, you know, whether it's AV through that or, or evangelism, of course, but uh, just keeping that as part of the development process as we're putting it before our, our people. And so, and ourselves doing that as yeah. well. We ourselves modeling, you know, that's part of development is. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, and oh, sorry, if I could add just one thing uh, after what uh, Pastor David said is, um, I think one thing I've learned is, at least in the Korean American context, we look for a certain type. They have certain skills, they have a certain, you know, uh, temperament or whatever. But I think in prayer, as you pray for the needs that you have, God starts to, he, he started pointing me in directions and seeing people that I normally wouldn't have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that maybe the church would not have seen and so this this aspect of leaning upon God to provide and then to, to have the courage and then and therefore to be able to step into that relational aspect with that person and to like right. build them up in that way I think has been really really uh, helpful I think when we just try to go and say oh you know what this person will fit this role then yes I think we can always plug them in but we don't know how long they're going to last mm-hmm. <clears throat> and their commitment can wane based on whatever's happening, but I think when God provides somebody, then I think there's something that that God is wanting to do there that's greater than just filling a need and a role. Uh, And I think prayer is is a huge element, if not the most important element to that. And and so you're saying, don't rely on just your opinion alone, but invite other co-workers
2: in the church to say, hey, who who are some people Mm -hmm.
0: that, yeah, okay. I'd love to hear from you brothers, like, what have you done? in terms of developing maybe a pipeline of leadership? Is, is there anything that you've personally done with these potential leaders to invest in them, uh, maybe you know gathering them together in a discipleship group, small group, like from your from your experience, what, what has been effective in you actually engaging as a pastor with uh, a group of, of potential leaders? Maybe um, you can share about some of the, the things that you've tried that, that maybe didn't work out or, or things that have
1: been uh, very fruitful. Uh, I think for me, just quickly, two things. One is uh, earlier on in my ministry, I don't know if you all brothers have gotten this, but people used to go, so what do you do from, you know, m- you know the rest of the week, you know, f- all the all- way all- to Saturday, not on Sunday. And so what I started doing was I started inviting people to join me in the way- different ways that I serve and the different ways that I'm doing oh, to kind of get them to see like what I'm doing. We I-, I love to cook. And so I'll invite them over and I'll cook for them, but not just having them come to eat the meal, I'll invite them to be like, hey, come and help me cook for this thing. So I think that's been really helpful for them to kind of model, mm. you know, what that kind of quote-unquote servanthood leadership looks like Um, and I think the uh, the other thing is just um, we're starting to do something at our church where I think one thing that happens I don't know if this is just a Korean American thing but um, you get small groups and you get ministry teams and leaders and they just kind of stay in that one position forever They're really good at it, and so no one ever wants to do it because they're the person. Mm -hmm. And so what we've started doing is kind of implementing this idea. I told all of our ministry team leaders recently we had a meeting, and I said, one of your main focuses that I think we don't ever touch upon is you have to grow other leaders. If you get stuck in this one position where nobody wants to do what you do, then I think we've failed. And so we have to get everyone to participate. And so the pipeline, I think, happens. So I challenge them, if you can't be too excellent, right, that you do everything, you have to delegate and try to see who God might be calling. So in our prayer, we try to do that. So try to make sure and so we have actually have them vacate their role right almost kind of that forcing I can't use, vacating their role after a certain amount of time yeah. to say someone else is going to have to step up you like so in this have case to, jason yeah. you got to go find something else to do yeah. challenge yourself to go into a different role maybe whatever but and then your job is to try to identify maybe somebody that god might be pointing you to and then to kind of have a bit of a pipeline cycle kind of working right. so
3: yeah. i know that our early on the ministry one thing i read about was uh, just about this idea kind of a like three p called like Uh, was the physical project and people who are just, again, starting from uh, demonstrating faithfulness in small things. Uh, Physical project that's very simple nature, that's not involving, you know, you don't put something new just Mm -hmm. into a teaching Mm -hmm. role. And then Mm -hmm. later on, involving project coordination and things like that, to demonstrate faithfulness. And then finally, as you see sufficient uh, uh, growth, you're moving into more of a people-related area of ministry, just leading small group, assisting, Mm -hmm. teaching. Um, and for me, I think one of the things I, in my own life, uh, I've experienced that you know in leadership pipeline or development, I find that kind of the crucible experiences, which will be kind of the, you know, a key experiences or testing or challenges that we we'll see, see how a leader goes through that. Mm. Um, it could be. Uh, uh, help coordinating a mission trip, going on a mission trip together. Uh, the, the things that will that would that was kind of push that leader to the next place of um, of maturity and demonstration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find that God has used crucible experiences in my own life in mm-hmm. my own development, mm-hmm. and I find that how that has been useful to uh, again. It's not purpose to test them and see, but uh, but to. To put a, a project that's gonna that's going to, kind of kind of push them to grow mm. into the next place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when they come out of that, they're not quite not the same person anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um I wanna pick up <laughs> what you're saying, and I I think one of the most critical parts of developing others is developing myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think continuously until I die, <laughs> I have to be growing. Mm-hmm. I have to be working on skills character personally so that if I'm doing that I'm growing I'm changing I'm confessing sin then the people I hope that will happen together. you mm-hmm. know to yes. people in the church second thing is is family if I can um, develop my boys mm-hmm. boy I have gained miles of a demon program on how to develop <laughs> yeah. you know Joe Chang in my church and, and vice versa as I develop Joe Chang I, I
0: learn how to develop Your boy, my, my, my boys yeah. and so the, yeah mm-hmm. Wonderful. So. <laughs> well thanks brothers for sharing and let's continue praying that God um, mm-hmm. that it continues to bear fruit in our churches by helping us to equip and to replicate ourselves in future leaders so may God bless our churches and uh and continue to uh, to to advance uh ministry in our context so thank you everyone for listening uh, again this is another PAC conversation uh, we'll see you next time